For as long as I can remember, I was born to be a wife. Twenty years ago, my mother, Evra, one of the three queens, gave birth to me. And our world was given hope. Before the labor rags could be collected, the diviners of Moriah delivered a prophecy. I would usher in a new era for the realm. My destiny? To marry the most powerful mage in the land on my 21st birthday. And their union will feed the others sorcery in a holy loop of magic. Together, their power will usher in an age of harmony and prosperity for our war-torn world. After 500 years of struggle, plagues and conflicts with the evil warlock Fabati, my people finally had a reason to believe their suffering would come to an end. For I was a born promise of peace. As news of the prophecy spread quickly throughout the realm, it was decided that my safety was everyone's highest priority. With a feeling of deep urgency, the three royal families gathered at Sif Castle to chart the next two decades of my life. My husband, of course, was to be Praxis Towers, another child of one of the three queens. Our fate had already been sealed for the simple reason that two of the three queens had never delivered living children in the same century. Praxis, only nine at the time, showed considerable magical ability. The diviner's words cemented what everyone already knew. Praxis and I were born for each other. The three royal families decided their only option was to approach the three wises and ask for their guidance. The wises, ancient beings who never left the farthest northern territory, were spellcasters so revered that they were considered neutral in the dealings of the realm. They refused to intervene with wars or political struggles, but, for a very high price, could occasionally be enticed into the private affairs of the lesser magical folk that walked this land with them. On the seventh day of my existence, Lifsar Towers, the father of Praxis, took off in a carriage filled with gold bars to seek the counsel of the three wises. <laughs> For 19 days and 19 nights, the realm anxiously waited. And then Lefsar returned with an empty wagon and a message from the north. Well, well, the wises have agreed to protect Atla on the condition that the child be handed over to them immediately for safekeeping. There she will be raised by the wises in total isolation until her time to marry, her 21st birthday. Then, and only then, would I be allowed to see my home, 
my kin, my praxis. I was told that my parents suffered from this news. That my mother crumpled on the steps of Sif Castle in despair. That my father drew his sword and threatened to destroy any man who dared try and take me from him. That the people of the 36 territories wept for me, for my family. But ultimately, a decision was made. My parents, outnumbered and doubtful of their own ability to keep me safe, surrendered. And so, the three wises met the three kings and laid out the rules of my life. I was to live in a green valley that existed on no map. Forgotten ancient spells were woven around me in a tapestry of oblivion, making it impossible to find us until my 21st birthday. On that day, the walls of magic protecting me would collapse, and I would be delivered directly to Praxis. The magic binding us would snap in place, and we would be by each other's side, ready to oversee an age of peace and prosperity. With the Wises, I lived a tranquil life. The four of us existed in harmony. Wise Eerie. Oh, I am wise. Wise Orna. Oh. Say it again. What? And wise Laura. Don't get me started on politics. Were loving and kind. They took on the physical forms of grandmothers. Oh, my back. They were my world. My magic blossomed with the wises, and they taught me how to harness it for good. When I wasn't studying, I waded in the creek at the bottom of the valley. Or rode my horse, Starcrit, through soft meadows. Oh, sweet Starcrit. <laughs> or fantasized of Praxis. Beautiful, brave Praxis. I studied every detail of the tower's castle and what would be expected of me as a wife. We celebrated all of Praxis's milestones. On his 13th birthday, the Wises threw a party for the very important rite of passage, the formation of his Pearl of Power. The Tower's family possessed creation magic, and it was a tradition of their bloodline for young warlocks to prove their magical ability by conjuring a perfect pearl, a creation out of thin air, consisting entirely of their own magic. Every significant event, the Wises made sure I felt I understood, I shared with my love. I couldn't wait to finally be with him. I knew he would be kind, courteous, and above all, just. We would be happy. I was certain in the deepest part of my soul that he thought of me as much as I yearned for him. Sometimes... He appeared in my dreams. A young man, tall, slim, with jet black hair and brilliant blue eyes, would suddenly emerge from the other fantasies of my slumbering visions. I would be surrounded by the scent of incense and snow, and he'd reach out, slowly, offering me his hand with a soft smile on his lips. 
And as I went to hold him, I'd wake up, alone. Still smelling incense and snow. One day, everything changed. It is I, Grandler of the Shady Grove. I come as a friend, not as a foe. Atla, I have found you at last. The wizard who stood before us was tall and thin, with a white beard to his waist and matching hair down his back. Skin like an old saddle housed two sparkling green eyes. The man stared at me in disbelief, and then he turned to the wises and laughed. <laughs> this is your form now, old friends. Oh, for our time with the child, yes. <laughs> well, I must say, it does suit you three well. Less menacing than your usual. Well, look at what the old bobcat dragged in. Hello, Grandma. And how did you, sir, find us? I was frozen in awe as I watched the stranger interact with the only beings I had ever known. I've come because of Atla. Won't you invite me in? I'm tired and old, and my story is long. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? This one left half a footprint in the gale which was my first clue on the journey to find you. I told you, wise Eerie, to be more careful with those big hooves of yours. Uh, Only a madman would follow such a sign. Mad or desperate. Anna, we feel the heaviness of your heart. What business could you have with the child? I know she is a child to you, infinite wises. But to herself and to the world, she's a woman. Something stirred deep in me at his words. What duty of our world could hold you for seven years, dear Grandla? A danger so powerful it threatens to destroy the realm. You're always giving Fabati too much credit. <laughs> he is mortal. Still just a dusty old warlock. Mm, why must you meddle in the affairs of humans? Let them work out their own issues. These struggles are the purpose of their lives. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Oh no, dear Laura. I speak not of Fabati but of another new menace, so formidable it could jeopardize all life as we know it. I speak of Praxis. My heart stopped and my veins turned to ice. My vision went black and my world collapsed around me. (laughs) My eyes fluttered open and there he was. Smiling down on me. His hand brushed the hair from my forehead. Oh, his smell of incense and snow wrapped around me. Praxis, I... I I had the worst dream. His face twisted in rage. And then I was back in the kitchen, on on the ground. The teacup that had been in my hand moments before now sprinkled shards on the floor. 
I wish there was a better way to relay the news. What is it you intend to ask of us? You must have forgotten. We answer to no man, not even you. I've not come here for you, but for Atla. For Atla? But her magic is still so young. What help could she be? Let's hope you underestimate her. She must leave this enchanted hollow and join the Defiance in their fight against her betrothed. No! I didn't realize I had yelled until I found my own hand wrapped around my throat. Surely this is not the most prudent move, Grandpa. The girl should stay here. Where she is safe. This world was built to protect her. And sadly, the same spells that were meant to keep her hidden were interwoven with those that chain her to Praxis. It is only a matter of time before he finds her. In fact, I'm surprised he hasn't yet. <laughs> Stop! Stop! This is... this is madness! Tell me you don't believe this foolishness! Atla, my dear, Grandma's words ring true. This is lunacy! I'm not going anywhere! We should have made provisions for such a possibility. Why are you even entertaining these lies? Oh, my sweet Atla, I am so sorry we failed you. That night, Grandla stayed with us and told the tale of how Praxis grew from a boy of great promise to a feared dark wizard. How, in my absence, my parents, heartbroken and weak, retreated into the Sif castle, where they became shells of the ruling class, only taking from the territory and refusing their courtly duties. While the Tower family, ecstatic with the knowledge that their son was the chosen king, became more entitled and bold in exercising their authority. Grandla spoke of the third royal family, the Seagos, and how their jealousy over not producing one of the two favoured children began to rot their hearts, and they turned against one another, their hate trickling down and causing a deep unrest amongst the people. Then real trouble came. A wheat shortage followed by a brutal winter left thousands ill. Cropless and sick, some began to lose hope. They turned to the Nine for help, but their words fell on deaf ears. Insolence! Tell them to be patient. In a few more years, the prophecy will be fulfilled and peace will come. The young men and women of the territories began to question the old system of law. Why should we be governed by the Nine? Why should they be ruled by the Three? Who decided this order? As my parents buried deeper in their sorrow, the people acted out. And as the people acted out, the Towers family grew violent. And as not to be upstaged by the Towers, the Seagoss grew ruthless. And then... Praxis, now 17 left for the mountains to find the Shady Grove and ask for my guidance. But alas, he never made it to my door. <laughs> he was gone for three years, and in his wake, the country grew more turbulent, more unstable. Then suddenly he returned. But he was not the Praxis the country had known. 
He was changed. <laughs> he rode in on a black horse, and he brought the shadows with him. He had spent the past three years as an apprentice to the Dark Warlock for Barty, who trained Praxis in the murky secrets of his inky magic. And then, the real terror began. Territories were invaded, pillaged, and burned to the ground. The people of the country were given a single choice. Follow Praxis, or die. No! Like the young people of the 36 territories, Praxis also wanted to change the structure of rule in the realm. He too wished to rid the land of the 3-9 system, but not in favor of a more beneficial order. No. His desire was to rule completely and totally. <laughs> he murdered the seagulls. No. Each one as they slept in their castle. And my parents? Fate is unknown. They were gone when Praxis entered the Sif castle and slaughtered those remaining there. <laughs> the towers stood beside their son. Talking over the duties of court while Praxis toured the territories, crushing anyone who denied his claim as the one true king. We forget how quickly the lives of mortals can come undone. So the world I've been meaning to save is destroyed? There is hope, but just a sliver. A group of witches and wizards called the Defiance have been fighting back. And miraculously, just last month, a victory beyond belief. A young warlock named Walker dealt such a brutal blow to Praxis that he has not been seen since, his power greatly reduced. We believe he even came close to dying. And so, we need you. I've come here to bring you to Walker and the other Defiants, who are stationed in a stronghold in the Middle Territory. But what can I possibly add? Once you're out of the Hollow, the binding spells will grow stronger. But before Praxis senses your presence in the realm, I will place cloaking charms on you. Then, at the exact moment we are ready to strike, we will remove the charms and... Praxis will leave wherever he is hiding to find me. No, <gasps> she is not a bait. He is weak. His power is low. We must strike now. Atla, I need you to lure Praxis to us so we can finally kill him. Grandma, that will put her directly in danger. It is our only hope. Oh, we forbid it. It is too risky. You must find another way. I'll do it. The next morning, it was time for me to leave the Green Valley. In case it rains, there's a fresh cloak in this pack, dear. And a hunk of cheese and some apples in here. Grandma, send a raven when you get to the Defiance so we know that she's made it safely. Wises, I... I don't know how to thank you. I... I I feel so lucky that... The pleasure was ours, dear. 
Will I ever see you again? Oh, of course. Yes, the stars as our witness. Till next time, my old friends. Though my hands were shaking as I saddled Starcrit, I was focused on my journey ahead. You ready? I am. Then brace yourself. Dear gods, that burns. Why did that hurt? You're going to experience new sensations as we get further and further from the Enchanted Hollow. Everything painful has been kept from you. What was that? (laughs) Oh dear, we have some work to do. That was only a crow. Don't laugh at me. I've never heard one or seen one before. It's only natural to be startled. Oh, wait till you hear the wolves howl at night. (laughs) And so my journey with the strange old wizard began. I trusted him because the wisest did. I want you to tell me everything. Every single thing that has been kept from me. I know nothing about the realm. I'm ready to learn. The turmoil, the, the bloody guts of it all. Well, the country was not always so fractured. A thousand years ago, the realm enjoyed peace. But then Forbati appeared and brought with him a plague that ended the Age of Abundance. But why? Evil tends to only make sense to those that profit from it. <laughs> Forbati arose seemingly out of nowhere from the mountains of the east and began to terrorize the outer territories with his cureless ills. The plague stretched across the realm and continued in waves for hundreds of years. And all of this was the stage upon which your birth was announced. And for a brief moment, the prophecy and the plans for your marriage to Praxis gave people something they deeply needed. Hope. Grandler told me of the world I belonged to, but had never known. How Praxis and his army would surround villages, cutting them off from their water supply, letting them die of thirst if they did not all pledge their allegiance to his crown. But the Defiance started to push back. They were barely a handful of strangers when they first came to me, but I've watched them grow in numbers and conviction. This new victory over Praxis was the sign many needed to join. And the Victorious? This walker? Barely 21 when he enlisted. He rode up alone from a southern territory and joined the ranks barely higher than a serf. Now he leads the resistance. Walker's near-death blow against Praxis was a mystery that baffled everyone, including Grandler. No one could understand how an unknown farmer's son from a small territory of the 36 could bring a descendant of the three to his knees. Grandla told me many things. The Defiance plans for an attack. The horrors Praxis inflicted. But mostly, Grandla warned me. I do not know how you will be received, Atla. The people of the 36 have long awaited your return. And yet, a lot has changed since you were born. I want you to be prepared for, well, for anything. Thank you.
Crandler, I'm cold and hungry. Many in the realm are. Ugh. Life outside of the Green Valley is exhausting. Discomfort usually is. I've started to wonder if I've made a horrible mistake. Atla, we must stop Praxis. Ugh, that's not what I'm questioning. I'm just wondering if I can be the person you need me to be. Atla. I've never even been hungry before. Don't you see? I've, I've lived the lie of comfort while others suffered. What can I possibly do to help now? When the time comes, you will do the right thing. And you will discover in that moment that you are braver than you ever could have imagined. I pray to the gods you are right. As do I. On the 19th day of our journey, Grandler sent a raven ahead of us to announce our arrival. I saw it first, from a distance, the stronghold we were joining. I knew it immediately from the paintings the wisest had shared with me. Sif Castle. My home. What is left of it, yes. Remember why you are here, Atla. Keep it in your heart. I have returned, and I bring with me a friend to our cause. Atla Sif. People, come now. She's here to help. And I ask that you all welcome her. The wisest raised me to be beloved. Don't worry. A few need time to get used to you. But don't ignore those that bow just because you cannot hear them. Everything will look better in the morning. This will be your quarters for now. There are some blankets on the bed and someone will be up shortly with water. Was this my room? No, dear. The royal wing was destroyed when Praxis stormed the castle. Grandler, I was wondering if I could have your ear for a minute about... Ah, Walker, come in. Tall, broad shoulders and covered in sweat and dirt, the man who stood in the doorway stopped talking as soon as he saw me. He had hazel eyes with specks of gold and rich chestnut hair. I watched him process who I was. His casual stance turned rigid and his mouth formed into a hard line. Walker, I'd like you to meet Atlas Sif. I could tell by the way he flinched when he heard my name. Walker was not going to bow. I took a deep breath and reached out in a sign of solidarity. He stared at my hand between us and made no move to take it. She has come to aid in our mission, Walker. After what felt like days, he finally went to shake my hand and said, Welcome to the Defiance. As soon as our skin touched, a lightning bolt of electricity shot through me. Ah, my vision became blurry and I gasped for air. Grandma! Atla. 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 Someone get help, she's collapsed. Atla, wake up! Atla, wake up! Atla, wake up! Grandma! Nurse Faye, she's collapsed! Okay, it's okay! Walker, don't worry. 
No need to overdo it. The nurse put a warm hand on my shoulder and gently pushed me back down. She's awake. Finally. Maybe now we can have our meetings outside of the infirmary. Charming as a bag of rubbish as always, Fancy. I rolled my head to see who was talking. Staring out the window, Walker, no longer covered in sweat and dirt, stood with his back to the room. Next to him, looking at me with disdain was a tall young woman with a long, bright white braid down her back. They were both wearing brown fighting leathers and covered in weapons. Walker turned towards the room, but still did not look at me, only Granma. Can she walk? Slowly, but she should be able to. She needs more time here, another day at least. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait, we don't have that sort of time. Let's move her to my room. We can at least have our meetings there until she can get around on her own. Something in the way they spoke of me made my blood boil. I sat up again, ignoring the sudden dizziness as I flung my feet onto the floor. I, I don't need your help. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, watch out. The princess has decided she can do something. I dug my nails into the cot I was on as my body swayed from the quick movement. Grandler, what happened? You were knocked out by a clash of spells. An echo of spells, to be exact. Walker was seared deeply across his abdomen by a death spell from Praxis when they battled. The wound has healed, but still contains traces of Praxis's dark magic. And the binding spells, dearie, connecting you and Praxis are the most powerful that I've ever what? seen. I don't understand. Praxis has creation magic and it appears he left a trace of darkness in Walker, which is at odds with the light magic of the love tether between Praxis and yourself, causing some sort of rift that shocks your system. What does that mean? The two forms of magic are in conflict, disrupting each other. But, but how could they... You know, that's it. I've had my fill for the day. Walker, find me when you can move freely again. Binding spells are stronger than I thought. I fear my cloaking charms were ineffective. Praxis knows I've left the Wises. Perhaps. And how much longer until the rest of the Defiance arrive? At least a week. How does she know so much of our plans? You trust her with this information, Grandla? I told you, Walker. She's here to help. I watched Walker look me over with contempt. It was clear. He hated me. Until the rest of the Defiance arrive and we are ready to face Praxis, you must stay close to Walker. What? what? Why? I know this is a lot to take in, but I need you to listen. The spells appeared to be interrupting each other, causing some sort of scrambling effect. As long as you two stay close, Praxis should not be able to sense your location or have entry to your mind. 
I'm worried that being outside of the Wise's protection allows the possibility of him influencing your thoughts. The truth is, we don't know how much access he has. And until we do, I need you not to leave Walker's side. Adler. The rest of the day was hell. This is your room? Whose was it before? Had your bed moved up here. Worried I took your parents' room? No, I know the royal wing was destroyed. And how does that make you feel, princess? Hmm? To know that your parents fled in the night and left everyone else to die. Atla, this is Vanser, my head of security. The pleasure's all mine. Oh, so the princess has a little bite to her after you all. You can call me Atla. Whatever you wish, your highness. Vanser, why are you here? Just received word from Tagus. Get this, he wants to meet you. Tagus? What in the world could he possibly want to talk about? He didn't specify, but he said it was of the highest importance. Asked to meet in the morning. I'm sorry, who is Tagus? What business is it of yours? Relax, Vanser. Tagus is the son of one of the nine. He's from the fourth house, and he's entitled and foolish, and has shown no interest in helping the Defiance. One might say he'd prefer a realm dominated by Praxis. Go, Vanser. Leave us. And send word that I'll meet with Tagus in the morning. Okay. But I want her in the ring before the meeting. I need to see what she can do. Sunrise? We'll be there. Really? Bye. You better be. What does she mean she wants to see what I can do? Your combat skills. She wants to test how you'll fare in a fight. Did you have hand-to-hand experience, or did you just learn battle spells? How could I tell him I had never trained for combat? Is there... uh, somewhere I could uh, get a glass of water? Here you go. Thank you. The thing about combat is, uh, well... Come in. Urgent business calls me away from the castle. But you just arrived. Send a raven if there is an emergency. Goodbye, friends. Wait! Grandma, please! You can't leave me here alone. I go. You are in good hands, Atla, I promise. Everyone here despises me. I will come back as soon as I can. But. but. I have to go now. I'm sorry. And then Walker and I were alone for the first time. Uh, if you get cold, um. There are blankets at the chest of the foot of your bed. I watched him walk across the room with a troubled look on his face. Crouching down next to the fireplace, he added some logs to the fire and poked at the flames. Do you need the bathroom Um, or anything? No. Are you hungry? Dinner was enough. Well, are you capable of entertaining yourself? I've got work to do and... uh... I don't like this arrangement either. No need to be rude. I have no intentions of being a babysitter, even for a princess. And just because we have to be next to each other doesn't mean it's my job to amuse you. I never asked for that. Well, you're just standing there watching me. What am I supposed to do? My heart raced, my eyes stung. I don't know. Pray to the gods the people in this castle don't turn against you in the middle of the night. Fine. You know what? I'll go to sleep. I threw the blankets back with a huff. I could feel the wet tears streaming down my cheeks, but buried my face in the pillow to hide them. I tried to steady my breathing as Walker walked across the room and pulled out his desk chair. 
Oh, I turned my head slightly to the side and through wet lashes watched as he studied a map rolled out before him. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I thought, as he lit a candle and leaned over the parchment. How could anyone be so terrible, so mean to someone they just met? Someone who wanted to help. Everyone here was horrid and wretched, and my sole companion on this strange journey was gone. Only the most dreadful people would be so cruel to someone who just wanted to help. I decided then and there that though I would aid the Defiance, I would never be friends with Walker. As he worked, bent over the map, dark hair falling into his eyes, I thought of home, of my green valley. And slowly, softly, tumbled into my dreams as a peaceful slumber swallowed me whole. Adler. Princess, I'm getting up! I told you to grip the sword like you're giving a handshake. You have done that before, right? Or are you too scared to touch someone who isn't a royal? Oh, shut up! Why don't you stop being weak? Okay, 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 okay that's stop. enough for now. Let's take a break from combat and go over battle spells. I'd like to cover them before Tegas arrives. Uh, battle spells? Right. Here's the thing. Can't wait to hear this. I don't know any. What do you mean? I never learned any. Or defense spells, for that matter. Holy hellfire. How is that possible? Even the lesser magical folk know basic defense spells. I was raised for a life of peace. Hold on, let me think about this. We, we don't necessarily need you to fight. But, but I want to learn. And I'm not totally useless. I know other magic. I just don't know anything about fighting. She is a Sif, after all. She should have some pretty powerful elemental magic in her blood. I, I do, I do! Watch! Plata, Forma, Rosa, Clo. Flowers? She can grow flowers. They're medicinal herbs. Look, that one's lavender, and that's echinacea, and the... You... you've... Turned my sparring ring into my grandmother's kitchen. Ugh, Tegas. You have to be kidding me. He brought his own herald? We watched the gate crank open to reveal a procession of official-looking carriages flying bright flags. What's with all the family crests? <coughs> Walker! 
I should have known you'd be out here knee-deep in mud and horse crap. A squat man had lumbered his way out of the last carriage and was walking towards us. A young boy followed him with a wooden box. They were both dressed in blue velvet with gold trim. (laughs) And he brought a page as well. Why are you bothering us, Tegus? I'm here to speak with Atlas Sif. Where is she? Walker tensed. Vancer took a small step forward. No one said anything. How do you know Atlas Sif is here? Oh, please. You can't possibly have thought you were going to keep that a secret. The whole middle round knew before her horse was even boarded in the stables. What business do you have with her? I can only stand in the mud surrounded by the help for so long. Where's the princess? I demand you take me to her. Walker turned to me and gestured, his face blank. Tagus, it's my pleasure to introduce Atlas Sif. Princess? Well, well I, I, I am sorry. I, I did not recognize you in your disguise. If you could be so kind and... Uh, he exclaimed suddenly as if remembering something and then broke into a bow. Princess, I must speak with you. In private, it is of the utmost importance. There's an empty corridor in the West Wing. I said in private. I'm not leaving Atlas' side. Walker took a small step forward and the power radiating off him was undeniable. For the first time, I was thankful for our strange arrangement. Don't be absurd. You want to spy on my business. I have no interest in your trite dealings. Listen, the binding spells on Atla, yoking her to Praxis are having a reaction to the dark scar he left on Walker during the Westgale battle. To prevent Praxis from sensing her location or accessing her mind, she needs to stay close to Walker. Or would you rather Praxis arrive and string you up like a calf for slaughter? Huh? What do you think? Either you accept the circumstance or be removed from the castle. Option's yours, Tegus. I see. Thirty minutes later, we were all in a small, half-empty room in the west wing of the castle. Walker and I sat on one side of the table and watched Tagus, sweating and clearly uncomfortable. He took the box from his page and shooed him away from the room. Tagus turned from the door with a smile and went to sit across from us at the table. What a sight for sore eyes you are, princess. I have brought you something as a welcome gift from the fourth house. He opened the box the page had left and revealed a pile of gold coins. So your house has funds to help the defiance after all. Interesting. This is for the princess. Cut to the chase, Tagus. I don't have all day. Tagus shifted towards me. His eyes, watery blue palms. It is my honor to announce, Adler, that I have come to fulfill the prophecy. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I don't think I understand. When you were born, there was a prophecy made that explains the whole thing. 
Yes, I, I know. My destiny is was to marry the most powerful mage in the land on my 21st birthday. Our power would usher in an age of harmony and prosperity for the realm. Oh, so you are aware. Your 21st birthday is only three months away, if I'm correct. Yes, but... What does that have to do with- He thinks it's the other half of that dumb prophecy. The fool has come here to ask for your hand in marriage. Shut your mouth, you territory trash! Walker sprung to his feet and pulled out his sword. Say that again. The two men stared at each other, neither looking away. Thank you, Tagus, for the gift. But my focus is... Uh, I have other, more pressing matters to attend to. Tagus turned to me, his face pulled tight in a forced smile. I understand. I will be staying at the castle this evening if you wish to speak more, princess. He offered me a moist hand. I took it, reluctantly. I hope you will consider my words carefully, Adler. For our future. For the realm. Absurd. Not only does that bird brain believe in prophecies, but he thinks it's for him. He thinks he's the most powerful mage in the realm. You don't believe in the prophecy? Of course not. Prophecies are just another tool of the royalty, another way to trick us into thinking our destinies are, are predetermined and can't be changed. But 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 the wises taught me that prophecies usually come true. Prophecies are so vague, they're open to infinite interpretations. People are bound to find ways to declare them correct. Walker's expression hardened to one of complete contempt. He turned away from me, his hands and fists at his sides. Believing in prophecies is dangerous. For what that belief can cause you to do, and what it can stop you from doing. At that moment, I realized that I had always accepted the prophecy as true. I had never once questioned its validity. Bad news! Yanta sent word he'll be here by evening and wishes to speak to Atla. And Donathan has come as well. Uh, turn him away! Tell him the- But I'm already here. A large hand had pushed the door open further and in walked an elegant man. Tall and well-defined, he had large eyes the colour of black coffee and clear, smooth skin. Atla, meet Donathan Prote of the Seventh House. I watched, mesmerised, as he bowed deeply. Every movement he made was so measured and graceful. Princess, we finally meet. Donathan sat down in the chair Tagus had just worn. A gift. He pulled out his own small box. It's a lovely necklace. It's yours. Here, let me help you. As Donathan's hands brushed the nape of my neck, I saw out of the corner of my eye, Walker flinch. Right, now Donathan, go ahead and tell us how the prophecy was intended to be about you, not Praxis, and that you and Atlas should marry in the name of the realm. I see why Tegas looked so befuddled when I passed him on the stairs. It seems I'm not the first to think that there is hope in the prophecy still. And now every child from the Nine Houses is going to show up here and distract us from our mission. Atlas should be training right now. Can you blame them? There is still a dream of peace, Walker. Hope for a better world. At the hands of an unjust system. 
She's not here so we can destroy Praxis and then reinstate a royal hierarchy. She's here to help the Defiance create a world where everyone is equal. I understand. Well, I will be here for the next few days if you wish to talk further. The graceful man stood and dipped his head towards me before closing the door behind him. Walker and I sat in silence. Was I here to help create a world where everyone was equal? I had not thought much past stopping Praxis. Did I want to change the political system of the realm? I was a royal. After all, I had been raised to believe that structure was determined by the gods. And yet, oh, everything I learned about Praxis felt like a result of the royal hierarchy. People thinking they were above others, born to deserve more, more power, more wealth. A belief so insidious it drove people to destroy villages, take bread from starving hands, kill innocent people. It went against everything the Wises had taught me about peace. Back to the ring, Atla. We've already burnt enough daylight. <laughs> Outside, the sun was high and Nurse Vai was clearing the plants I had grown earlier. There she is! What a gift you have brought us today. You'll use them? Of course. This is a blessing. Now, we are running very low on ginkgo. So if you get a hankering to grace us with your magic again... On how are you feeling? Any more dizziness? I heard you had some suitors. Sycophants is more like it. I feel great. Thank you. Better than ever, actually. <gasps> oh! Walker and I rushed to the uproar as a mad frenzy of horses galloped out. The stables were full of the Defiance horses, but now that Tagus's and Donathan's had been added as well, the place was jam-packed. I ran down the hall looking into stalls for Starcrit. <laughs> oh. Starcrit! Starcrit! I didn't have time to think. Suddenly, three giant horses to our right took off, charging directly towards us at full speed. Walker grabbed me by the shoulders and pressed me up against the stall door, using his body as a shield. I winced, feeling the same shot of electricity from earlier, like a lightning bolt. But this time, I, I anticipated it, and I was able to fight through it. Pinned against the stables, I... I realised a man had, had never touched me like this before, and Walker was certainly a man. The thought immediately sparked a new sensation, a primal desire for his hands to move over other parts of my body. I, oh, I gasped. Atla, <laughs> can you hear me? Nurse Fai! No, no. Uh, I'm fine. We, we don't need her. Walker took a step back, inspecting me from head to toe. We made eye contact and I quickly looked away. Uh, I could feel my face flush. She should check you out. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, really. Did you feel it again? Yes, but, but I was expecting it and... Um, you overcame it. That's impressive. I had to get out of the stables. Had to get away from Walker. The air was stuffy and warm, and I realised I was out of breath. 
When I thought of his body pressing against mine, my core throbbed. Oh, my cheeks burned. A stable hand looked back and forth between us. Atla, Nurse Vai! Yes, dear? No, don't! I was desperate not to be examined. I was certain that if she looked closely, she'd immediately know my thoughts. It felt as if something had changed inside of me, and, and she would see it written across my face. Can you walk? Uh, yeah, yes, of course. But my legs felt wobbly and my knees weak. I forced myself upright. I had to prove that I could skip medical attention. <laughs> Just a brief moment of uh, lightheadedness. Nothing to worry about. You should lie down. I said I was fine. Nurse Vai? Yes, dear. Or back to my room to lie down? Those are your options. You're not in charge of me. Yes, I am. I am in charge of what happens in this castle. Now, which one are you going to choose? You are infuriating! Pick. Now. We headed back to Walker's room, waving at Nurse Vai as we passed. All right. The whole time Walker was behind me, I was sure, ready to catch me if I fell. I could feel his eyes on me, watching my every move. I wanted to turn around and tell him to focus on something, anything else. But every time I thought about speaking, I remembered his body, pressed on mine and felt a tingle. We have a few hours before dinner. Do you want something in the meantime? No, I'm just going to lay down for a bit and, and then I'll be back to normal. Please, gods, please, gods, let me go back to how I was before we entered those stables. Vansa, you found us. Good. Heard the princess was almost mowed over by a few of Tagus's cart horses? Let me guess. She needs a nap after dodging the most mild danger anyone in this castle has ever faced. And now we are once again having to delay important meetings. We can talk here. I almost turned around to admonish her, but I was too nervous to look at Walker. Would he see the change on my face? What's the update? Yanta ignored several cease commands sent by ravens. Uh, he will arrive before nightfall. A lecherous boil who is walking around here like it's his castle. Donathan brought four pigs for the defiance, which was thoughtful, though we both know he could do more. Nevertheless, he'd like a meeting with you whenever you're available. He says he has news from the West concerning Praxis. Bring him now. I want to hear it before Yanta arrives and this place becomes even more chaotic. Vansa left and Walker sat down at his desk. Slowly, inch by inch, I turned my head until I could see him, bent over studying the same map he'd been glued to the night before. He was... gorgeous. His tan skin, his chestnut hair, broad shoulders. He was the most beautiful man I'd ever seen, and somehow I had been oblivious to it until this very moment. He even smelled divine. I took a deep inhale of his room. His scent, like grass and leather, surrounded me. How had I missed that before? You're awake. He was looking right at me. Um, no. I mean, yes, uh, but just barely. Come in. Vanser and Donathan entered. It was the first time I'd ever been happy to see her. Donathan, have a seat. Walker, 
The Vance says you'd like to speak. In front of the princess? Adler is resting, and uh, unfortunately, for the time being, we can't leave each other's side. You have news about Praxis? Yes, Vance. I do. There was something in the way he spoke to her that caused an immediate tension in the room. Anything you have to say to me can be said in front of my head of security, Donathan. Why? Is this request anything to do with what's going on between the two of you? Don't waste my time with nonsense. Was Donathan saying that Walker and Vancer were together? Quick to interject on his behalf. Praxis's army is on the move. They've left the Western Mountains and burned two villages to the ground. Which way are they headed? Hard to say now. But as far as I can tell, it appears they are en route to the Middle Territories. It looks like they're coming. Here. <laughs> You found me. Of course. I was always looking. Really? I thought... I thought maybe you gave up. Oh. I never stopped searching for you, Atla. You found me. I did. How long did it take? Well, seeing as how I asked you to get dressed 30 minutes ago, I would say too long. Walker? The man himself. Now, if you would be so kind as to get your ass out of bed, we have a big day ahead of us. I hated that I still dreamt of Praxis. A small, desperate part of me was holding on to the idea of who I thought he was. Losing that, the dream of an all-powerful, all-kind man I was to love and be with, was the hardest part. Yanta arrived last night, so unfortunately our first meeting is with him. I imagine we'll see a repeat of the little song and dance the suitors graced us with yesterday. Another greedy attempt to grab power disguised as a proclamation of love. His irritation with these men was palpable. To Walker, they represented people in the realm who were still attached to the idea of the three that rule the nine that govern the thirty-six. Parasites who wish to tether themselves to my royal status and gain some sort of courtly authority. Are they the minority? I mean, it, it, it seems like the royal system is all but dissolved, but, but some people, the Taguses of the realm, act as if what you are doing is just just a blip on the timeline. How many people support the Defiance? Well, most in the territories do. There are some old-timers who mistakenly see the trouble we're having now as a result of the Defiance, completely ignoring the fact that Praxis was a menace to the realm for years. Well, what about the Nine Houses? They have either supported us in some fashion or assured us they would eventually, except, of course, the first three. The Towers, the Seagoss, and the Sifts. They all ran to Praxis. Cowards. I see. Trust me, Adler, almost everyone in the territory supports a reworking of the government in some fashion. Under practice, they hardly have a choice. Too many are dying. The ones that hold on to the idea of royalty, well, I knew the houses held on at first, but I assumed they'd moved past that. Tagus and Donathan are a surprise. He sighed and shook his head. Walker was annoyed by these visits, but I was fascinated. I understood where he was coming from, but men were still new to me. 
And the idea that some were traveling to meet me was... <laughs> of course, I had no intentions of pursuing their offers, even if I was flattered. We'll meet in the West Wing again. Vanser plans to interrupt after five minutes and spare me from another pitiable display of romantic groveling, and I would appreciate it if you didn't blush and bat your eyelashes like yesterday. It only encourages them. I did no such thing. You were practically melting, Princess. You know, I put up with a lot of crap from you, but I didn't... Come in! A tall, thin young man walked in the room. He was wearing a simple green cotton cloak, and he held a small box in his hand. Sorry to interrupt, but I know your time is limited. You must be at the Sif. I don't know why, but I stood up. Something about his kind voice, the hand he extended, the face that could barely be a year older than me. And you are? Yanta Collins of the Sixth House. He dipped his head in a small bow. Please, uh, have a seat. I brought you a welcoming gift. He placed the small box in my hand, and I opened it to reveal seeds. They are heirloom seeds from my mother's collection. She said they're the same sweet grass that can be found in the Wise's Northern Territory. I thought you might appreciate a little reminder of your first home. Thank you. Bravo, Yanta. Good job. Now, get to the part where you say the prophecy was actually meant for you and not Praxis, and if you and Attila could just hurry up and get hitched, peace would finally be restored in the realm. Yantas smiled and placed his hands on the table. I am here only as a friend. Friend. Walker shifted his weight in his chair. He seemed more irritated by this than the proposals. Yes. I wish to offer my aid to Atla in any way she deems useful. She doesn't need friends. I have grown quite tired of you speaking for me. It is a pleasure to meet you, Yanta, and I welcome all who claim goodwill. Walker, we need to speak now. Has it been five minutes? Walker, it's important. I slipped the seeds into my pocket. Walker, Vansa, and I left the room and started down the hall. Vansa and Walker in the front, heads down, talking in hushed voices. They didn't seem to be aware that I was trailing behind them. I thought of Yanta. There was no spark of attraction, but it was a relief to have someone be nice to me without any other intention. Just to be around someone who was pleasant. Could he know her exact location? Possibly. The real questions are... How many was he able to rally and, and will our support come in time? Uh, are you talking about Praxis? They both turned back and looked at me, slightly surprised I was there. Yes, unfortunately we are. Watching Walker hey, and Vancer, their heads so close they could almost kiss, I decided I would find solace in knowing they were together. A certain comfort in the fact that nothing romantic could happen between Walker and me. It made whatever I felt when he touched me in the stables feel like an innocent mistake. An error from a body that simply did not know better. We'll just have to get as prepared as we possibly can. We only have two days, Walker. 
Will someone please tell me what's happening? They turned to look at me and once again seemed surprised I was there. Yes. Um, there's nothing to be concerned about. He was lying. Why was he trying to protect me? Praxis is much closer than we anticipated. Don't worry. We are going to take care of it. She should worry! You know as well as I do, Walker, that the fact that he is moving this quickly is a very bad sign. But why? He's supposed to be severely weakened. And either he is weak and is using all of his magic stores for one last hurrah, or he has healed and is back to his full strength. Either way, we are in trouble. Ugh, he should still be hiding. I thought we'd have at least a week to get all the defiance here. Well, clearly he is after Adla. I was beginning to feel like a sideshow. And... So, what's his plan? To kidnap me? Force me to marry him? We need to send a raven to Grandler. Wait! We're not supposed to leave each other's side! And so we were back to rushing down the halls of Sif Castle. But this time, Walker ploughed ahead on his own, and Vansa and I fell into step next to each other. Do you believe in the prophecies? Doesn't matter what I believe. It matters to me, I want to know. I, I guess I do, yeah. Did you get one? No. Folks on the 36 rarely do. Walker had one, though. What? He he didn't tell me. And he never will. What was it? She turned and looked at me with a sad smile. His has yet to be written. Wait, his prophecy was that his prophecy didn't exist yet? Yes. We reached the cages, and Walker began to scribble out a note for Grandler. Hey, hey, can you do me a favor? Don't bring it up with him. I understand. Why are you being nice to me? I, I, I mean, you're, you're probably going to die in the next few days. That's done. What next? Let's work with Atla more on her hand-to-hand -hand combat skills. Try and give her a fighting chance. And defense spells. And attack spells. Let's just... Aim to get you in a position to defend yourself until someone else can get there to attack. But I hated the idea of only being able to protect myself. I wanted to be able to fight back. As much as it shocked me to think this, I wanted to be the one that brought Praxis to his knees. If someone had to, I had to be the one who destroyed him. Because ultimately, he was the one who had destroyed me. Robbed me of my future. He was the one who didn't fulfill his side of the bargain. He took something beautiful and pure and twisted it until it represented everything bad. Now, remember, a sword will always be faster than a spell, but a spell will be more lethal. Ultimately, you want to be able to use weapons while casting spells. Yes, your mind needs to divide in two. One half focused on the physical, the other on the magical. In my peripheral vision, I could see a small figure on the side of the sparring ring, waving at us. I turned and saw Tagus's page trying to get our attention. Vance spotted him as well. Ugh, can't wait to hear what this is about. She headed towards the young boy, weaving through other defiance training in the ring. Look at me, Atla. This is important. So I looked at him, and at how the morning sun caused the specks of gold in his hazel eyes to glitter. The sword will always vibrate in your hand when it makes a connection. You need to hold it properly. Grasping the handle in a death grip will limit your technique and drain your energy. He held his sword out in front of him, showing me his grip. 
his large tan hand wrapped around the hilt of the sword. Now maintain a loose hold when the blade is out of contact, and then tighten immediately at the moment of contact. Oh, I watched, mesmerized, as he squeezed and released the hilt over and over. I thought about how those hands had grabbed me. My breathing became shallow. I could feel my heart beating faster. Atla, are you paying attention? Uh, uh, relaxed hold when the blade is out of contact. Strike with a tight grip. Yes, good. Um, I, I just received the most bewildering request I've heard since this war began. What? What is it? What did the page want? A apparently, Tagus would like to know when the welcoming ball will occur. <laughs> what? Oh, it's, it's tradition with the court. If a member of one of the nine houses visits one of the three royal families, a ball is held to welcome them. They both looked at me, genuinely perplexed. You're kidding, right? It doesn't have to be a big thing, but it is custom. It can be just a small feast, but there is always a dance. I think we're well past custom. Well, the dance is usually a specific compositional form that reflects the house. There are 48 dances in total to choose from. And I'm guessing you know each one. By heart. The side slangle, the whoosh bobs, the wipey tap, the wingle lang. So instead of the wisest teaching you basic defense spells, you learned... Royal protocol, yes. I told you I was raised for a life of being in... Vansa, go to Tagus and let him know he is testing my last nerve. I do not want to hear another peep out of him. Got it. God, the balls on this guy. Is it really so hard to imagine? It's the way he was raised. His behavior is absurd. Forget believing in the prophecy. He should have taken one look at you when he arrived and turned around and gone back home. Why? He's a blubbering pig. And you're surely the most beautiful woman he's ever laid eyes on. To think after seeing you, he still thought he should ask for your hand in marriage. It's comedy, truly. I opened my mouth to speak, but before I could... Now, uh, where were we? Let's, let's practice some basic sword maneuvers. After we trained, we headed to Walker's room. He decided we'd have dinner there so we could plan our next move in private. Granda had returned Walker's raven, saying he would arrive by nightfall. Tagus, Donathan, and Yanta all expressed their disappointment that I wouldn't be joining them in the dining hall for dinner. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I was intrigued. Doesn't it bother you that he keeps bringing up your birthday? Tagus? Yes. The fool won't stop reminding you that it's only months away. Not really. I, I know the prophecy was for Praxis and I, so... Praxis and I, Praxis and I... You talk like the two of you are meant for each other. Well... Well, what? Are you harboring some secret affection for him? No, of course not. It's just that... Sometimes you sound like, I don't know, as if you hope it will all work out. I assure you, I gave up on that as soon as I learned of his cruelty. See, even then, I gave up. Sounds like you're disappointed. How would you like me to talk about him? But it just seems that... You know what? Never mind. Walker opened the door. I saw Granla sitting at Walker's desk, head down, studying the map. Vansa turned to us, her face impossible to read. Granla! 
I was overcome with joy. I wanted to run to him. He looked up and gave me a tired smile. Atla, dear. He walked towards me, moving slowly and with a limp. Whatever he had been doing for the last two days had taken a toll on his body. Thank you for returning so quickly. I was already on my way when I received your raven. Please, I'd like you both to sit down. Atla, tell me, has Praxis contacted you? The room immediately filled with a thick tension. Everyone was staring at me. No. Uh, not exactly. Not exactly? What does that mean? Uh, I mean, I, uh... Has he contacted you or not, Princess? Please, everyone. Atla, has Praxis visited you in any form? I could feel my throat closing, my heart hammering. I've had some dreams about him. Dreams? Nothing out of the ordinary. I, I, I'm, I'm used to dreaming about him. Grandler, what is this dark magic? That's it, Atla. Just in dreams? Yes. I'm always home, back at the creek, and and Praxis is there. You're lying to us. No, Vansa. She's being truthful. Explain to me what is going on right this instant. Praxis may have more access to her mind than we suspected. Atla, tell me, are you able to fight off these dreams? I haven't tried. This is hopeless, Grandla. She doesn't have the mental fortitude to... But I will try if you let me finish speaking. That's not true, Vansa. She was able to resist the connection when we touched yesterday. What? We were in the stables and I had to move her out of the way. Atla, what did you feel? My eyes studied the floor. My cheeks burned. Uh, a, a lightning bolt. Like before. But this time... She stayed conscious. I'd like to build that muscle. Let's try it now. Walker, touch her hand. No! I looked at Grandla, begging him in my mind to take back his words. It's something we need to work on. Don't worry, Atla. We're all here if something happens. Walker started to move towards me. I felt like a wild animal staring down the drawn arrow. Wait! Atla... Okay. The rest of the room blurred. I could just see him, a soft expression on his face, his eyes looking at me with concern, those sharp cheekbones, sun darkened skin, hair that fell in waves on his forehead. His hand reached out for mine. I could feel all the hairs on my body stand up. My breath quickened, and my chest tightened. I am tired. We've been training all day, and, uh, and this room is too hot. They all looked at each other, confused by my resistance. I saw an expression of recognition pass over Grandler's face. He turned to Vansa. Vansa, let's visit Nurse Vai. Maybe she has a potion to help Atla concentrate when she's weak. What was that about? I don't want you to touch me. Not in front of everyone. Not in front of your girlfriend. My girlfriend? Vansa is <laughs> not my girlfriend. I know that I have led a sheltered existence thus far, but I... And, and what would it matter if she was? I could see it on his face. 
the answer just beyond his mental reach. Any moment he would grasp it and... Fine! Touch me. Maybe we should... wait. Before he could finish, I had bridged the gap between us. Adler, I think we... we I placed my hand on top of his and felt the bolt of electricity shoot through me. My sight blurred. The room spun. There we are, dear. Nice and easy now. Uh, oh, my head. Oh, would be hurting a lot more if Walker hadn't caught you halfway down. Oh, Walker? I blinked my eyes open to see his darkened outline standing over me. The morning sun spilled out from behind him like a starburst. Oh, try and sit up, dear. Uh, how long have I been asleep? Just through the night. You're making progress. If, if there were any progress to speak of, she would have withstood the shock. What happened in the stables was a fluke. I stand by it. Vance's crossed arms and Grandler's furrowed brow told me this was a conversation they'd had more than once this morning. She came to shortly after this episode, Vance. If it wasn't for the sleeping charm Walker put on her, she would have recovered almost immediately. Grandler stirred a memory. Walker grabbing me, carrying me down the stone steps to the infirmary. Whispering something in my ear, I, I, I could feel his breath on my neck, his words just out of reach. Her sl sleeping charm? I wanted you stills for Nurse Vaya. So I could examine you without all the tossing and turning? She's getting stronger, but the reaction is still happening. My guess is that she was too tired and too hungry to be messing around with experiments last night. We need to think of another plan, Grandler. We're running out of time. Praxis will be here tomorrow. Do it tomorrow? I shot out of bed, my heart racing. But uh, I haven't learned any attack spells. Walker, if she can't handle being touched by you, she damn sure can't be trusted around Praxis. I, oh, I am tired of everyone telling me what I am and am not capable of. Much to my shock, I stood up and started walking towards Vance. I shoved my clenched fists into my pockets and discovered the seeds Yanta had given me yesterday were still there. They hadn't fallen out during all the commotion. It was as if those little pieces of home wanted to be with me. I remembered who I was. I'd like to make something very clear about how the rest of the day is going to go. You! I poked Vance in the chest with my index finger. Are going to join me in the sparring ring and teach me how to use my magic to attack. Understand? Whatever you say, princess. Adler, I, I really don't think that it's necessary. I will learn as much as I can before Praxis arrives. I demand time in the ring. No, it's just a you're focusing too hard on saying the spell. Try and let it come out on its own. No, no, no. You, you can't put down your sword, close your eyes, and start mumbling in the middle of a fight, Adla. But I... Just like that, you've just proven you can talk and swing. Now, hex. And fight! 
It was not going well. Vansa had taught me one maneuver, a simple bolt spell, meant to cause a sharp burning sensation. So far, I'd managed to successfully land it on a rock and my own toe. It felt like a bee sting. Who was that going to stop? Let's play to your strengths and add a freeze charm to your battle tactics. It could buy you a few seconds to strike your opponent if used correctly. Oh, is that an attack spell? It's a defense charm, but for you, we can tailor it for attack. I looked over at Grandler and Walker on the side of the ring, heads down, murmuring. As I watched, Walker tilted his head back, letting the sun warm his face. Hey, Princess, hello. Hi, hi. Are you with uh, me? Yes. It's a child's charm, okay? So it should be easy to master. We practiced the spell. It was simple. I picked it up quickly and was even able to use it on Vansa a few times. Why doesn't everyone use a freezing charm? Well, I... It's not that powerful. You have to be extremely close, and even then it can be blocked almost immediately if someone is paying attention. Great. I thought I was learning ways to attack in battle, but so far you've taught me a spell with as much bite as a wasp and a child's trick. You know what? Just get over yourself, princess. It's not my fault that you grew up in a make-believe world where nothing bad happened. Well, it's not my fault either. I didn't ask for this. And yet now we all must suffer. Just another insult from the royals. Our biggest ally, our hope to destroy evil, knows more about meaningless court ceremonies than how to protect herself. Hey, watch it. That was too close. What's your problem with me? I couldn't care less about you. Parents, on the other hand. What did I ever do to you? Vansa narrowed her eyes, and her swings became more intense. (laughs) I had the sudden, shameful realization that I had no idea where she was from. How much had her family suffered when my parents disappeared? Training's over. But I... Follow me. Now. We all stood in Walker's bedroom. A terrible silence filled the space as Vansa and I looked back and forth between Walker and Granla, waiting to hear whatever it was that had cut our session short. Walker looked distracted. Granla took a deep breath and spoke. We just received news. Praxis has passed us. He's traveled further south, around Sif Castle, alone. His army? Still on track to be here tomorrow morning. We think he's headed to Towers Castle basically just rubble at this point. Walker saw to that. I'm as perplexed as you are, Vansa. We have no choice but to meet him there. They all turn to look at me. In the morning, we will leave before sunrise and face him at Towers Castle. Atla, we don't know what his intentions are. He could- She's right. You three should go there and stop whatever he's planning to do. And leave the Defiance to face his army alone? Not for a million gold bars in a dead king's vault. They won't be alone. I'll remain behind and lead them. Vansa and Walker exchanged looks. They had not expected his offer. Okay, but Atlas stays here with you. No! My panic was palpable. I couldn't separate from Walker. The idea of it made my blood run cold. I have to go with you. We can't risk losing you, Atlas. And you'll be safer here. I thought the whole point of her joining us was to be a lure in the first place. 
If we bring her to the castle, Praxis will sense her and then... I will kill him without her. I had to be there when they faced Praxis. I didn't know why, but I needed to help. To shatter that small part of me that was still in love with the idea of him. She's too vulnerable. You're still dreaming about him. How does that help us? I racked my brain. How could I make them understand that my very being demanded I rid the realm of Praxis when I barely understood it myself? I knew in my heart that it was crucial for me to right the wrongs which had been committed in my name. You need me. I know the layout of the castle by heart and can navigate it seamlessly. I was raised to run it one day. Absolutely not. How much do you know, Princess? What were you taught exactly, Atla? I can recreate the entire structure from memory, and if well, I Well, then if you can draw it for us, then... Walker, this knowledge is a gift you cannot ignore. Wait, do you know every aspect of the grounds or just the royal quarters? What about hidden passageways? I can identify every inch, from the war room to the laundry chambers. I even know the back... I said no. You're wrong in your resistance. Grandler, we don't know why he's going there. It's too dangerous. It was always our intention to include Atla in our confrontation with Praxis. That was before I knew. He looked around the room, a desperate look in his eyes. I felt for a brief moment that he might declare some deep emotion, a confession of love. I recognized the fear in his stare as his eyes locked with mine. I started to move towards him. My heart called to his. And then his face contorted into stone. Before I knew how weak she was. Once word spread that there would be battle tomorrow, one here where the Defiance would face Praxis's army and the one at Tower's castle, Tagus and Donathan had decided to throw their own feast. One last night of revelry before we all took a stand. Walker had proclaimed the idea, proof of their ignorance. Grandler and Vancer, however, much to my surprise, had argued against Walker that even the most prudent warrior had to refill his chalice with the joys of existence. Otherwise, what was there to fight for? Easy with that wine, princess. Oh, you're talking to me? Must be the multiple mugs of mead that has given you courage. Well, we are going to be brothers in arms. I have no other choice but to talk to you. You hate that I'm going with you tomorrow. I should have left it alone. After this afternoon, after we had already fought so bitterly for so long, but the alcohol was going to both of our heads. Promise me this. Promise you won't only drink tonight. Eat. And make sure you're as powerful as you can possibly be. Did you mean what you said? About me being... weak? No. I... Uh... It came to me all at once. The idea of being weak mixed with the need to fuel oneself. Like a lightning bolt, I leapt to my feet. I know why Praxis is going to Tower's Castle. Follow me. We rushed towards Grandler, weaving our way through the Defiance as they danced. <laughs> yes. Grandler! Adler, what's wrong? I know why Praxis is going to Tower's Castle. He plans to absorb his pearl. His what? Ah, Adler, you are clever. 
The Tower's family has creation magic. They are able to create things out of thin air. A rite of passage for their bloodline is a pearl of power, something young Tower's warlocks do on their 13th birthday. It proves they've reached a level of magic worthy of the royal family. But ultimately, it is nothing but pure magic. His magic? It's an extension of him. I'm not following. You said Praxis was weak. Yes. Well, the pearl is a literal piece of his magic. So if he absorbs it... Dear gods. It appears being taught the particulars of royal tradition has some merit after all. (laughs) Finally, I had contributed. I was not just some liability, some untrained burden. So our plan tomorrow is... To stop him before he can reach the pearl. (sighs) Excuse me, princess. I was wondering if I could have that dance now. We're in the middle of something, Donovan? Actually, yes. I'd love that. Excuse me, gentlemen. I don't know if it was all the wine or the excitement over just having solved a piece of the Praxis puzzle, but I wanted to celebrate... I wanted to dance and feel graceful, and who better to do that with than the epitome of elegance? I can't believe I have you to myself. Princess, Atla, Sif. His words caressed my ear as he spun me on the floor, and at that moment, I wished I felt something for him, anything romantic. (laughs) I see you know your waltzes, a true royal. I smiled at him and leaned into his chest, surprised by my own merriment as we floated over the dance floor. I knew tomorrow would be the most frightening day of my life. I would face true terror, possibly my own death, and yet a part of me demanded I celebrate life, rejoice in having a body, honor what it meant to move and laugh and be free. Had the wine gone to my head, or...? You smell divine. Excuse me, um, I'd like to cut in. Walker stood there, a nervous, uncertain look on his face. Our eyes met, and he flashed me a tight smile and then straightened his shoulders as he narrowed his eyes at Donathan's hesitance. Rigid, Donathan bowed and stepped aside. See you soon, princess. Uh, you want to dance? Of course. Even a farmer's son knows how to waltz. No, I, I, I mean, uh, I gestured to his hand with mine. We'd have to touch. Right. Uh, I, uh, I, I wasn't thinking. He shook his head, and when he turned to leave, I felt a physical longing, a pain in my chest. Instinctually, I reached out and grabbed him. The bolt shot through me, and I focused on controlling it, dominating it. Adler. Yeah, it's okay. I'm okay. He looked crazed as he tried to pull back his hand, but I tightened my grip. No, I'm okay. Don't let go. Please. This, this can only help us. Walker stood there, staring at me. Finally, after what felt like eternity, he slowly brought himself closer. His other hand moved to the dip of my lower back, and he pulled my body to his. Oh, the scent of grass and leather surrounded me like a familiar blanket. 
It was warm and strong. And I felt another type of electricity start to build in my core. I leaned into him. How's this? Lovely. I relaxed into his arms as he spun me further and further from the center of the dance floor. I could sense everyone in the room watching us, but I didn't care. Slowly, the music and the chatter became softer. And when I opened my eyes, we were on the edge of the room, practically hidden from the rest of the party. I didn't take you for a dancer. Walker smiled and pulled away to look at me. There's a time and a place for everything. Still holding my hand, he led me down a dark hall. Soft candlelight flickered from the lanterns hanging on the castle walls. The band started a new waltz. Walker pulled me back into his arms. That's better. Away from Tagus's prying eyes. He spoke with a soft chuckle that I felt on my neck. Besides, now we can speak openly. His mouth was so close to my ear. The memory of him holding me after I collapsed called to me, pulled at the periphery of my consciousness. He had confessed something. When you were carrying me down to the infirmary, you said... You said... I struggled to place the murky bits of last night together. A shadow passed over Walker's face. What do you remember? I focused on the dark edges of my mind, gathering the loose threads and weaving them together, forcing the foggy thoughts to take shape, to form... The memory crashed over me. I saw it, felt it. I had been limp in his arms, down the stairs. He had brought his mouth close and murmured. What do you remember, Atla? You said you can't lose me. And that all you can think about. He moved his hand up my back to the nape of my neck and buried his fingers in my hair. All I can think about since the first time I saw you. He gently pulled at my roots, causing me to tip my chin back and expose my neck. He's tasting every inch of you. His lips brushed the side of my neck and he pressed his body into me. My skin tingled. I ached with desire. Yes, Walker, please. He jumped at my invitation, pinning me against the cold castle wall. His lips moved up my neck, and when they found my bottom lip, I gasped. I dream of you. Every night, I've been going crazy in that room. I can smell you when I sleep. He tugged my hair again, and my face tilted up to his as he crushed his hungry mouth over my lips and ran his tongue over mine. Yes, princess. I felt desperate. Wild. I need you. Everywhere. Walk. Adler. When I said his name, he shoved his hips into me. I could feel him, eager, pressing into my soft belly. I must have you, all of you. In a flash, Walker scooped me up in his arms and headed to his room. 
his mouth never leaving mine. His scent woke me. The smell of incense and snow had filled the room as if he was standing over me. Praxis? Was he here? In the castle? Walker, still asleep, turned on his back, exposing his chest. Last night felt like a dream. Walker's hands, his lips, every time he touched me. Someone was coming. Had Praxis' smell grown stronger, or was it the lingering traces of a dream tickling the periphery of my waking mind? I had to think. I jumped to my feet, grabbed a brass candle holder from Walker's desk. Vansa scanned the room. Her eyes flicked over my bed, clearly unslept in. We need to leave now if we want to get to Tower's castle by sunrise. Twenty minutes later, we were armed and fed. Granla was waiting for us at the stables. Ride fast and with purpose. I will defend the defiance to my dying breath. He turned to me with open arms. We embraced. Remember who you are, Atlasif. I wanted to tell him I was terrified, that I'd made a mistake. Instead, I nodded. <laughs> and then the three of us rode off into the still black morning. Starcrit, steady and dependable, closely followed Walker's horse. Vansa rode behind, covering our backs. We travelled in silence to the top of Ararat when Walker stopped. Yeah. <laughs> he turned to look behind us and my gaze followed his eyes. In the distance, on the northwestern side of Sif Castle, we could see the small campfires of Praxis's army sprinkled in the valley like stars in the sky. Vansa and Walker stared at each other, their faces heavy. Then Walker turned forward and led us away. Yeah. castle looked nothing like what I had been taught. Sitting on a small hill, it was surrounded by dead trees, burnt bushes, scarred earth. The main tower, its top in ruins, pierced the inky morning sky like a jagged tooth. I could just make out the royal balcony, fractured, close to where the spire had been. Nothing felt familiar. Nothing felt safe. No sign of Praxis. Could we have beat him here? Walker dismounted. Vansa and I did the same. I took Starcrit's reins and followed Walker as we led our horses across the downed drawbridge and past the collapsed gate. Yeah! <laughs> Once inside the castle's walls, the world was pitch black again. 
The early morning rays couldn't make it past the old, crumbling walls. Did you hear that? My eyes landed on what was surely once tremendous stables. Half now rubble, I could still spot glints of gold in the archway. Praxis boarded his horse. He could be anywhere. We tied our horses to a charred tree stump. Starcrit stared at me. His big black eyes, pools of uncertainty in the darkness. I ran my hand down his regal mane. Don't worry, I'll be back. It's not too late to change your mind. Let's go. We walked in silence, weapons drawn. My heart hammered in my chest. On the steps of the palace, Walker looked back at us once more and then nodded. We entered Tower's castle. We stood in the main hall, letting our eyes adjust to the shadows. Our plan was simple. We would check everywhere. The Defiance had ransacked the vault, but Walker was unsure how many of the other rooms had been explored. Lead the way, Atla. I turned towards the East Wing, where Praxis's bedroom was located, and swallowed hard. The sound sent cold shivers down my back. That came from above us. Atla, what's up there? The library. Take us there. I guided us to the nearest staircase, a servant's passage, and took us to the second floor. Walker was by my side. I could feel him, ready to jump in front of me. I paused at the entrance to the library. The heavy oak and iron door cracked open. It could be anywhere. The library had been ravaged. Thick columns wide as three men, large shelves on their sides. Piles of books scattered. Everywhere I looked, I saw a perfect hiding place. Walker inspected the perimeter. I watched in horror as he dipped in and out of the shadows, stalking his way through the room. When he made it to the left corner, he froze, and my stomach dropped. Vansa rushed towards him. I was close on her heels, but when we reached his side, we saw nothing. Just a small open door leading to a dark staircase. What's this? It leads to the royal quarters, but... Wait! It was too late. Walker stepped in. Up the spiral staircase we went in silence. And then we heard it. Soft and distant, echoing off the stone walls. The stairwell was interrupted by a landing. From the floor to ceiling, a sea of thick, leafy vines hung, their bottom tips dragging along the floor. Meant to slow us down. I knew this plant, but I could not place it. In the very corners of my memory, ah, I recognized it. Nothing a little hacking can't solve. Suddenly, I remembered. Bonsa, no! But a yellow ooze shot out of the vines, covering Vance's exposed fingers. Vance! Vance's fingers were swelling and turning purple. She fell to the floor. 
Her whole body began to shake. Her eyes rolled to their whites. Sansa, no! Walker, desperate and wild, pulled back her sleeves. We saw the purple poison crawling up her forearms. Sansa! I couldn't think, speak. I, I shoved my hands into my pockets and found the seeds. Yanta's seeds were still there. Move! I shoved them into my mouth and started grinding them in my teeth. The bits turned into a thick paste. She's not breathing, Atla. I spit the pulp into my hands and coated Vance's fingers. I was... I was dead. Vance, don't move. The salve is still pulling out the poison. Vance, stay here. Atla, do you know how to get through? Sargras. It's an enchanted vine of the southern deserts. Uh, yes. I raised my arms and began to murmur, Air in the room swirled, and a gust of wind blew past us. It's raining. The rain hit the dry vines. They hissed and sizzled like water on a hot griddle. You know how to summon a storm. Elemental magic, remember? I was trained in horticulture. Never in my wildest dreams did I dare imagine a woman could be so. He traced the line of my lips with his finger. The magic when we touched had morphed into something familiar during the night. Something welcomed. Praxis. We went higher. Higher into the tower. Finally, we reached the foyer of the royal quarters, its door blown off. Soft music played, and a wall torch illuminated a strange wall of silver sparkles separating us from the royal quarters. A trap. We walked closer to the twinkling, our eyes adjusting. A sea of swords. Moving in a whirl. Walker began to murmur charms under his breath. I watched the strange metal shimmers move through the room, never once hitting into each other, constantly swirling. Rhythmically, to the music. Walker! Walker! They're dancing, the, the waltz of Admar. It's, it's an ancient formation. Well, how do we get through? We have to dance across the room. I don't know how. Walker scanned the floor and picked up a small rock that was lying there. He threw the pebble into the moving horde before us. <sighs> a sword moved with the speed and venom of a king cobra, slicing through the piece of gravel before it could even touch the ground. That's one misstep. There's no time to teach you. I have to keep going. Atla. He pulled me into his arms and brought his lips to my ear. Stop him and come back to me. Walker, I... Now, Atla! Before it's too late! I sprung from his arms and rushed towards the dancing knives. I didn't breathe. My feet followed every step, every turn. I reached the end of the room, collapsed. Panting, and then I smelled him again. Atla. 
walked alone through the royal quarters, Praxis's scent grew stronger. Incense and snow. Incense and snow. I could feel him. Something deep in my chest drew me forward as if I was pulled by a string. Finally, a pale glimpse of morning light, the huge doors to the royal balcony wide open, their white gauze curtains blowing, beckoning me. I tightened the grip on my sword's hilt and then walked out onto the stone platform. I saw him before he saw me, at the far end of the balcony, his back to me, his hands on the banister, looking down at the entrance of the castle. Then his whole body became alert. He straightened. Adler. He turned to me. Praxis. Exactly as he'd always been. Tall, slim, with jet black hair and brilliant blue eyes. My Adler. I couldn't look away from him. His high cheekbones, square jaw, his power radiating off of him. It was intoxicating. I was pulled to him. You came. I... I I was worried. He looked tortured and started to move towards me. Adler. I couldn't speak. Praxis moved closer to me, his eyes soft, loving, his scent enveloping me. He raised his hand and tucked a loose piece of hair behind my ear. I was worried they turned you against me. He moved even closer, my skin prickling with his nearness. I should have never doubted you. Praxis put his hand under my chin and gently tilted my face towards his. A breeze tousled his hair. Where is the pearl? Adla, now we can fulfill the prophecy and rule together. He brought his mouth down on mine, pressing a soft kiss on my lips. He tasted sweet. Oh, Adla, how I have dreamed of you. I felt myself start to float away as if I was leaving my body. They told me you... you did unspeakable things. Everything I did was for us. He pulled me tight against him, the curves of my body fitting perfectly with the angles of his, as if we'd done this a thousand times before. And then all at once, I knew he was the one. It had always been him. I opened my mouth to speak the words, but something on the edge of my consciousness caught my attention. A a glimmer of gold, sunlight on a tan face. We'll rule the realm together as we are meant to. One king, one queen. The haze began to lift. Blurry images floated past and then I saw him 
in my mind's eye. Walker. Cranda Totia. <laughs> I was too quick. Before Praxis could grab his sword, I stopped him with the freezing charm. With only seconds, I plunged my sword into his stomach. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you traitorous witch! Stan Morris, Scotty! I shot across the balcony, slamming against the railing behind me. Uh, I knew you'd be brainwashed by that filth. He started towards me, his face contorted in hate. All the beauty I had seen earlier vanished. Now there was just ugliness, pure evil. Stella Smokta! Ah, all of the air was sucked from my lungs. <laughs> I grab my neck, desperate for breath. You know, I saw glimpses of you. How you yearned for that territory trash. My vision was dark. I opened and closed my mouth like a fish out of water. He waved his hand and my throat opened. I choked. With a flick of his wrist and a small murmur, he had me on my feet. My body, not my own, floating towards him. Or maybe... He grabbed my face, forcing me to look him in the eyes. Maybe I should enjoy the promise of my wedding night first. Then I saw a flicker of movement behind him. My heart stopped. Ah! Praxis whipped around to face Walker, just as I reached for the handle of Praxis's own sword in his sheath. Before I could think, before I could second-guess myself, I pulled out Praxis's sword and impaled him from behind. <laughs> he staggered back, his eyes wide and his face frozen in shock. Praxis fell to his knees. Atla, one king, one queen. I I watched them, the swords, and memorized the steps. I had to get to you. Are you okay? Did he hurt you? Praxis let out a long, rattled exhale, <laughs> and his eyes clouded over with death. The ground below our feet started to shake. The balcony began to crack. Run! We sped through the royal chamber. The dancing swords were now lifeless and scattered over the floor. Move! We raced over the land where we had last seen Vancer. She must have got out. The stairwell behind us began to cave in. Walker, what's happening? You killed him. And now the castle is dying too. Adler, run! We cleared the threshold just as the palace door caved in. I collapsed on the ground outside and began to shake. Walker took me in his arms. You killed him! Vansa was running towards us, a piece of parchment in her hand. Praxis's army has retreated. It's over. It's over. Walker held me tight and whispered in my ear. Atla, Sif. And then we watched the morning sunrise as Tower's castle crumbled to the ground.